What is going on, everybody? Football fans, we're back. This is the Coach's Corner through Arrowhead Live. I am Justin, and I am joined, as always, by my man, Caleb. Caleb, what's going on today? What's going on, dude? I just got off work here a little bit ago and uh, been getting ready all week, kind of looking at some draft prospects, and I think we're going to have some fun today. Absolutely, and we also got a special treat with us. We got another Arrowhead Live member with us joining us today to talk about these draft projects, and that is CJ. CJ, what's going on, man? What's up, fellas? Just yeah, like Caleb said, fresh off work. Um, excited to talk some ball. Got some good young players we like, so let's get to it. Yes, we do, and that is that is this draft coming up, and I feel like you said everybody says it every single year, but it, you know everybody talks about how loaded the wide receiver class is. Well, now they're talking about how this class could be better. Everybody talks about how good the you know Joe Burrow was. Well, there's some pretty good quarterbacks in this year's draft, and then as far as offensive linemen, we, there might be the best offensive lineman we've seen in a long time. And why don't we kick it off right there? And Caleb, why don't you talk to us about a little bit about that lineman that I just mentioned? All right, guys. Um, I think by now some of us who have, are uh, committed and like deep in the NFL Twitter film community have saw flashes of greatness from Penny Sewell, and it's no secret he was an All-American last season, All-Pac-12, and he is, and as I thought of an NFL comparison for him, I thought Tyron Smith, who for years was one of the best offensive linemen, best offensive tackles in the NFL – and the reason I think he compares well to Smith, they are the exact same size. They are the exact same weight. Okay, so they both have those long arms that you like in an offensive tackle, but they have great base and a strong upper body. And uh, he's a tremendous athlete. He, you know, he's about six foot five, 315 pounds. He runs like a tight end, man. He can get out there and he'd probably run her out like a tight end if they let him. And I think that's where he's so special at Oregon is they use him in space. They use him in all these different plays and formations, screen passes, pulling. It's everything. They're running a little flare like screen, and he's like outside zone stretch blocking, and he's doing all these great things in space and being an athlete. And then when it comes down to the trench warfare, he is going head-to-head combat with somebody, and he's really making them pay on those double teams because he has great fundamentals, great tight pass sets. Now, a couple of things I think he might want to work on is he doesn't have too many matchups versus like pure power rushers. You know, the Pac-12, it's more of a finesse conference. He's going against a lot more speed guys who he dominates every time just through just through sheer size. I want to see him going up against guys from Ohio State, guys that are coming out of the draft such as like Joey and Nick Bosa. I want to see those bigger, more powerful defensive ends that really win with power. But overall, he might be the best offensive line prospect we've had in 10 years. Yeah, there's no question about that. And if you watch Oregon, you could see how much they leaned on on their offensive line play. Yeah, Herbert was drafted early in, in this past year's draft. But even in that last bowl game where Herbert kind of went off, man, you could see that old line and they, they ate that entire game. But they really were anchored by the man you were just talking about. And if you look at the Vegas odds, which the Vegas odds, they, they can tell you a lot. Now, he's a, he's a, at least the second highest or second best odds to go as the number one overall pick. So he's a special, special player. All right, and after O-line, let's, let's talk about some of the guys on the outside, all the playmakers on the outside. CJ, who do you got for us for, for, for a receiver, a tight end guy coming up in the 2021 draft? Uh, I got a couple of favorites, but one guy I'm really excited about, I know me and Caleb spoke on it about a while ago, Jalen Waddle. 
Uh, he's going to be a junior this year, so he's going to be draft eligible. Um, really explosive. My comp for him was, I know Caleb said Tyreek Hill. My comp was, I had I had a couple of guys. Um, I had Tyreek Hill and I had Steve Smith. Those are probably the two guys I compared him the most. Uh, he's 5'10", about 180 pounds, super explosive. Every time he touches the ball, he can go to the crib. Like, it's six almost every time he get his hands on it. They can't feed him enough. And obviously, he had a lot of pros around him, like he played with Henry Ruggs and Devontae Smith. And he had um, Jared Judy. So they had so many guys on the team that could play. Now he's going to get a chance to show why he can be the number one receiver and arguably the best guy in his class, even though there's a lot of guys in his goodness class already, such as Tylen Wallace and Jamar Chase coming out next year. But I think Jalen has a chance to either be the second or third receiver taken in this draft. Um, I know next year or this past season, his stats really didn't show. I think he only finished with like 500 yards and six touchdowns. But every time he touched the ball, everyone knows how impactful he was. I know a lot of people probably didn't watch him closely because all the big names like Jerry Judy got all the hype or Jamar Chase. But if you watch him, bro, every time he touches the ball, he's special. He runs crispy routes, good hands. He's just a danger, bro. He's just a threat. And now in the NFL, speed is the name of the game. So this time last year, I don't think any of us, I know I didn't, didn't have Henry Ruggs going the first year off the board. I don't think anybody did. So that just shows you right now, um, speed is the name of the game. Everybody's looking for the next Tyreek Hill. So when you have more depth and more explosiveness, that makes your offense that more dangerous. So this year, I definitely expect him to put up big numbers in that offense, especially he's going to be the number one guy now, just him and Devontae Smith. Um, he's special, man. He's versatile. They use him in the return game. I know anybody who watched it, watched that Auburn game he did last year. I think every time he touched the ball, I figured he almost was in the end zone. So he had a couple returns. He had a receiving touchdown, a screen touchdown. So the kid is just a pure athlete, man. He runs hard. He runs his routes hard. Yards after catch is incredible. He's just a pure athlete, bro. I can't wait to see what he does this year for sure. Yeah, he's he's an absolute stud. I was actually at the LSU Alabama game um, this past year, and I was sitting up in the in the corner of the end zone on the punt return that he returned for a touchdown, where he actually got face masked at the beginning of it. They missed the call. He regained his balance, made like three dudes miss, and then was just gone around the edge. He's he's a he's an incredible talent and an incredible athlete. Um, what I'm going to talk to you guys about is quarterback play, and this year. There are three guys at the top of the board that I I was struggling to try to come up with comparisons because they're just so so unique. So the first one we'll talk about is Trevor Lawrence, right? Out of Clemson, everybody knows him. He was one of the highest recruited quarterbacks ever to come out of high school. He he's a stud in every facet. He's, you know, 6'6, he's big, he's got the athletic build, he's tough. You know, you look at the games that Clemson that are big for Clemson, you know, the playoffs rivals stuff like that they they know when they need to win they they run the ball with him right they they lean on him to run the ball just as much as they do throwing the ball and that's something that you, you kind of see in Clemson's history they did the same thing with Deshaun Watson in the big games he let the big players take take the plays make the plays for him and that's that's what Lawrence did all all year for Clemson you know he he's somebody when you watch him he can make every single throw there's absolute zero worry about that you can watch him throw it from one hash to the other side of the hash on a, on a 12 yard curl. And the ball is on a frozen rope, right? He's the ball jumps out of his hand. The one thing that he does, I would say that he gets a little loose on sometimes is staring down receivers. Um, he doesn't like to come off. And sometimes it could be, and I see this with a couple of the guys is he is very confident in his arm, right? So he gets a little loose sometimes staring down receivers and, and, and gets him in trouble a little bit, but he's a stud. He 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 has a chance to be the first overall pick. Um, you know, if I was throwing out a player comp for him, I kept thinking Andrew Luck, but they're similar in the sense like 
Luck was very underrated athletically, but I think Lawrence has actually a stronger arm than Luck had. Um, well, Luck might be a little bit more accurate. So they're kind of similar in that sense, I would say. So my, my best comparison right now is, is Andrew Luck. You know, I've seen people talk about like the older quarterbacks, the John Elways and the Vinny Testaverdes, like the big, big, strong-armed guys that stand in the pocket. And I can see that for sure, but he's just – he's more athletic than – any of those guys. So that's probably why I would say luck at this point, but he he's, he's an absolute stud. Um, we'll keep moving here. We'll go back to offensive line and Caleb, why don't you give us another guy that you're excited about this year? All right, guys. So another guy out of the Ohio state university that I'm very excited about is Wyatt Davis. And why does he excite me? Well, guys, he reminds me of David DeCastro, the longtime all pro pro bowl, uh, guard for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the reason why is those guys you see like that, which compares them is like the, uh, their uh, athletic ability and size is what defines the position. You know, you see some guys at guard, that are complete maulers in the trenches. Well, these guys are a little bit different. They're a little bit smaller and they have to work more and become more athletic. And because of that, they're very good at blocking in space and pulling around the edges and getting up to linebackers. And that's what I really like about this guy, as well as he fights hard to win angles. He reach blocks. He does everything like that well. Um, there was some Ohio State player, uh, Jonah Jackson. He was drafted this past year. Uh, they also have their left tackle, Thayer Munson. He'll be another high pick also. So it's kind of a really veteran unit there. They're going to be a fun unit to watch. And I think Wyatt Davis has to have a definite spotlight on him for the entire season just to see what he's up to. And, you know, some things I would think he struggles with. I think he plays a little too high at times. I think that he struggles to move laterally a couple of times. And I think that in his pass pro, while he's really good with his initial hands and base, when he has to go back and reset, I would say that he's going to have to really work not to get counter moved because he does have the tendency to stop moving his feet sometime, but overall a really solid prospect. Yeah, and especially in the NFL, you know those dudes. They they got their initial move, and then they got about four counters off of that. So that's something that definitely he'll have to continue to improve on. But he is he's a, he's another good one. I like that. All right, CJ, hit me with another receiver. Who you got? Uh, another one of my favorites is another guy, another speed guy, Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State. Um, I know everybody's expecting a lot of big things from Chuba Hubbard and their quarterback this year, but I really like Tylen a lot. If my comp for him would be Des Bryant. He's a physical route runner. He has great hands. His run after catch is incredible. Um, go watch that game. I think it was versus West Virginia last year. He made like four people miss, and it's where he couldn't be brought down to the ground. Um, the kid runs hard. He has great hands. He's not afraid to go across the middle. I think he's about six feet, about 190 pounds, so almost similar to what Dez was coming out of Oklahoma State, which is ironic because they went to the same school. But the kid's a great route runner, good hands, not afraid to go across the middle, can run every route. I know he plays a lot of uh, Z in their offense, a lot of X, what they want to do. But Gundy's offense is always known for having good receivers. I mean, Oklahoma State always puts up big numbers. Um, but they, anytime they have a guy come into the league, like I think the last guy they had come out was Justin Blackman, I believe. That was a big-time receiver. So this school is known for putting out good prospects at receiver. But this kid, he works hard. He's gotten better every single year from his freshman year. I think 2018 he had 1,400 yards. Last year he kind of dipped off a little like 900, but I think he had an injury, if I'm not mistaken. But I know this year he's expecting a lot of good things. He'll be a senior this year. So I'm excited to watch him in the senior bowl as well. But the Big 12 has a lot of good receivers this year. But, no, this kid, he can be really special. I don't think they got him ranked that high in the draft. I think they got him probably going, like, maybe the fourth or fifth receiver off the board. But I think he has a chance to move up with a really good senior season this year for sure. 
Yeah, you can definitely see the athletic talent with him in the build. He's he's a big dude. He's a big athletic dude. And like you said, I like that Des Bryant, Bryant comp. I didn't think about that. That's that's a good one, I think, for sure. Just his size and physicality, you can definitely see that. So um, we'll keep moving on here with quarterbacks. The next guy that is kind of in line after Trevor Lawrence is Justin Fields. So he's the guy that they're always talking about that could even be going ahead of Trevor Lawrence um, in the draft. Fields is from Ohio State. He's a guy that the comparison for me was easy. As soon as I put on the film, I go, oh, my gosh, I'm watching Cam Newton again, right? Big, athletic, strong arm. Like he stands in the pocket and dudes are tugging on him and he's like – just brushing it off like they're not even there. He's a big, strong, athletic guy in the pocket, and he's got a live arm. Just like Lawrence, you can see the ball. It just pops off of his hand. Now, I don't think his accuracy is as good as his Lawrence, and I think that would be his bigger, biggest knock of why he might not go uh, um, ahead of him. But the thing that is so intriguing with him is, is, is the athleticism. You look at it in today's NFL, it's, it's evolving, right? It's always evolving, and me and Caleb have kind of touched about touched on that in previous podcasts about how this offense in the NFL is getting more spread, right? And if you have a good quarterback that's athletic that can throw and run, you can you can make a lot of plays. Um, you know, outside the pocket, inside the pocket, and that's big. And you see that that's what he does at Ohio State, and that's why they were so good, and that's why they were you know top five in the country. You put an athletic quarterback in that type of offensive system, good things happen, and that's what he does all the time. We'll keep moving forward again. So we'll give you another offensive lineman. Caleb, who you got? All right. So the last guy on the offensive line that I have for you guys today is Trey Smith out of the University of Tennessee. He has been a three-year starter down there. He started two years at tackle, but this past season they put him at guard, and, boys, he really excelled there, especially against a tougher SEC schedule. Now they're going against a lot of teams – that are running like their biggest guys in the middle. And that's absolutely what he loves because he's bigger and more athletic than those guys. While at the same time, being able to just power people off the spot. My biggest thing I love about him is his pass protection. He's so big and so strong in there. And he's able to keep a good base while keeping a good bend and good posture. And he really just anchors in and grabs people with his hands and tries to pull them down and get them on the ground and do whatever he can to win. He's a rough and tough kind of guy. He plays hard. He plays to the whistle, and he's a team captain there. So he shows everything that they want in a football player. Um, I think that sometimes a couple of things he needs to work on are speed rush can give him a little bit of trouble, and he can stop moving against quicker guys, and twists and stunts can throw his game off a little bit, but he looked like he showed improvement throughout the seasons from the different games that I watched and so, honestly, I think that just because he's such a big mauling type of player, I'm going to give him the Brandon Sheriff comparison because, as you remember, at Iowa, Brandon Sheriff started at tackle, and then when he was drafted by the Redskins, they moved him to guard. He's been a pro bowler since day one. He's an awesome player, and I think Trey Smith has a very bright future here with the uh, season up and coming. Yeah, and you think, again, we're talking about making that jump to the NFL. Well, what's one one of the most important things to be able to do as an offensive lineman? It's pass block, right? Everyone in the NFL is throwing the, throwing the ball all over the yard all the time, so you better be able to do that when you're coming into the NFL. 
All right, CJ, another player. Who you got? Um, I'm going to give him a sleeper. This is one of my – I know he's like – well, not necessarily a sleeper, but he wasn't when he looked high back at last year for tight ends. Kyle Pitts out of Florida. I really like this kid. I think he's about 6'6". Six, six. Like, I think they list him as like 240. I'm sure he's getting bigger this summer, so he'll probably come back at like 250. My comp for him would be a Jimmy Graham or a Jermichael Finley. Um, he's a savvy route runner, very good hands, rangy athlete, can go get the ball, go get those jump high balls. And we know tight ends in the league are basically mismatch guys. So when you think of like the Travis Kelseys and the George Kittles and the Zach Ertz and the Darren Waller, the guys that can create some mismatches. And every time I see this kid run a route, it doesn't matter if he's going against a corner or a safety, he just knows how to get open. I know he doesn't have the numbers and necessarily back it up. And obviously their quarterback play hasn't been sufficed to really justify that. But I know when Trash took over, the offense kind of flowed more naturally like Dan Mullen wanted it to. So I'm expecting big things from Kyle this year. But he's a very good athlete. Um, anytime he touches the ball, it's almost seems like he's getting the first down. He's a very versatile tight end. They put him at they put him in a slot. They put him on the left side, right side. They put him in motion, H-back. He does a lot of different things for them. I know they detach him a lot when they go trio or go backside, or he can go nub and then go on the backside and they come in and attach him as well. But I'm really excited for him. Um, he's very versatile when it comes to running deep routes. Um, anything on the, going down the seam is almost money for him, especially those high balls, back shoulder phase. Like That's why he reminds me so much of Jimmy Graham. Because every time they throw the ball, it seems like he was just using his basketball frame and just jumping over guys' heads. So I'm excited for him this year in the SEC. I know they got a lot of good DBs in that conference like we're all used to, but – I think his yak ability and his great hands and the savvy route runner is going to help him have a great year this year. I think they got him ranked at the second or third tight end. He has a chance to be the first one for sure if he has another good season for me. Absolutely, and I think that's the thing that you touched on that is critical is he's a mismatch guy. And, again, we talked about just a second ago how much teams are throwing the ball. And, well, if you have an athletic guy, like you said, like a Jimmy Graham-type build, think about how productive he was over the years. So that's that's – what Kyle Pitts is just like that. Just what you just said, you nailed it on the head there. So last quarterback I'm going to talk about is the quarterback out of North Dakota state, Mr. Trey Lance. He's somebody that has been flying up, you know, the early talk or early draft Twitter, early, all those guys talking about him where he could potentially overtake the second overall quarterback spot or even potentially the first. And when you watch him, there, there's good reasons why, okay? He plays, you know, at the FCS level, which is fine because he dominates it. He is He's the best player on the field every time he steps on the field when, he, when he's in those games. Um, super accurate. The, again, the ball just jumps out of his hands. He's got a live arm. He has great pocket movement. It's one of the things that I think he might actually do better than Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields is his pocket awareness, his pocket movement. Um, I think a sometimes he drops his eyes a little too early and wants to run, but he is able to elude people in the pocket and be able to still throw from a good base, which is critical. Um, you know, something else that you, you see with him that, that you love is he threw 28 touchdowns and no interceptions this past year. So that tells me you, he's got to be a high IQ guy. He's got to be a smart football guy. Um, you know, he's not making mistakes. He's, he's not turning over the ball. And that's that's huge. One of the knocks I would kind of say on him, and this is nitpicking, is is his long – he's got slightly a long delivery. Um, he got kind of a wind-up, and who he kind of reminded me of watching him throw the ball was actually was James Winston a little bit. Now, James Winston threw 30 interceptions, and Trey Lance just threw none. So, obviously, he's maybe a James Winston with without the uh, turnovers, I would say. 
but and, and he's also way more athletic. He's another guy where, you know, we talk about Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields being able to run the football. They run Trey Lance all the time. That national championship game for the FCS when they were playing James Madison, he I, I can't I don't even know how many carries he had in it, but it felt like he was running the ball every other time, running quarterback power, running the zone reads, doing all that kind of stuff and being super effective at it. And his athleticism shows, right? We talk about, like I just talked about, how he has to dominate that lower level. There was a couple times where he he gets out of the pocket, and I'm like, all right, this is going to be you know a, a good seven seven yard gain, and nobody catches him. He just runs by everybody, and he ends up scrambling for like 30, 40 yard touchdowns. I'm like, you know, this guy is special. So I think it'll be interesting to way the way this season kind of works itself out to see where those quarterbacks end at the end of the year. Now, Caleb, I got a question for you. What would you say Penny Sewell would have to do to be the number one overall pick? Do you think that matters on what team is first? Because in my Power Rankings Digest that you can find on Arrowhead Live, I had Jacksonville and Washington in the bottom. If one of those guys get the pick, do you think Sewell will be the first overall? You know, if Dwayne Haskin turns out to play well next season and Washington is going to be as bad as we think they are, they're going to go Penny Sewell. Dwayne Haskins flashed a little bit towards the end of the season. There's something to work with there. They'd be wise in investing in it. And uh, what was the other team again? I'm sorry. Jacksonville? Jacksonville. I don't know, man. Is Gardner really going to be all that, or are teams going to figure him out? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think if Gardner plays like he did last season, it'll be Suell in a heartbeat. I think that they completely restart the mold of their franchise and look to go more towards a Kansas City Chiefs direction, but they're going to start theirs up there with that offensive lineman, much like the Chiefs did in 2013 with Eric Fisher. So that's what I think could happen. And if Penny Swell wins the Heisman Trophy, then I think he'll go number one overall anyway. Heisman Trophy. Now that would be something. When's the last time has has an offensive lineman ever won the Heisman Trophy? No, but Orlando Pace, he uh was a finalist because I think he had something like some ridiculous amount of pancake blocks and then he went on to have the uh, great career with the uh St. Louis Rams, won a Super Bowl there, and now he's a all-time Hall of Famer, so. Yeah. Was he the last one to be to be voted as a finalist? How many linemen do we ever see even go to New York? There's so very few just exactly. because they don't get any of that love or whatever. And then, like, it's still rare to see defensive tackles or defensive players. Like, we've seen uh, Manti Teo and, and Donica and Sue finalize in our lives but, uh, and uh, Chase Young, but we haven't really seen that guy, like, come out and snatch it away for a while. It's almost like it's become a who's the best quarterback in the nation <laughs> award. Basically. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. All right, CJ, question for you now. Do you think that Waddle has a chance to be the number one receiver over Jamar Chase? It's tough. I I like Jamar a lot. Jamar had a really good season, but we all know it's going to be some turnover now with um, Joe Burrow being gone, Justin Jefferson being gone. Um, Terrace Marshall is another receiver that slept on. I'll probably break him down more in in the next episode uh, from LSU. But uh, Jalen, he has a chance. If he has a really good season, I know Alabama's quarterback towards the end of the year. Matt, what was his last name, Justin? I forgot his name, number 10. Um, I know he's coming Jones, back. Jones, Matt Jones. Um, yeah, Matt Jones, yep. 
Um, he'll be there. Jalen's going to be the number one for them. It's going to be him and Devontae. So he should have a really good season. I'll say this. He'll have a better opportunity to put up more yards than Jamar because Jamar lost so much talent. So I think they got the draft has Jamar going at five to Carolina because I know they need some receiver help. That could be Jalen Waddle's spot if he has a breakout season. So they got him going at five, and I think another spot. Jacksonville has two picks. They have one and seven. I think seven had them going Justin Ross, but we know he had the back uh, surgery. So Jalen definitely has a chance to be number one. If he has a bust-out season like we all expect him to be, he definitely could do it for sure. I could see it. Yeah, I could definitely see that too. All right, he's, Justin, he's definitely I got a question a talented for you. Let's hear it. Okay, my bad for interrupting. Uh, the delay is wicked strong again. So, uh, but uh, here uh, between all three quarterbacks you named, which one has the most hype surrounding their play right now? I would say right now, I feel like Trey Lance is getting a lot of love. I've seen, I think it was Mike Miller put out his early stuff, his early like draft board, and he's got him as the first quarterback. So I could definitely see that Lance is kind of getting all the hype. Like when, like I'm watching these three guys, and it's like I, a GM's job has got to be so crazy hard because you're you have to nitpick on every single little thing, and there's so little that is actually separating these guys. They're all so talented, and they do so many things so well. And I think that you kind of see like the evolution of the quarterback of what's happening because all these guys are great passers and they can win from the pocket, but they also all have that ability to be able to run and make a play happen when there's no play to happen. It's the Pat Mahomes effect, right? He's the guy that gets outside of the pocket and makes all the crazy plays. He had that the run against, you know, the Titans. Your traditional stand in the pocket quarterback doesn't do that. Now you're seeing all these kids coming out that they're having all the seven on sevens and they have all this arm talent to begin with. And now they're also great athletes. So the NFL is going to be very fun to watch when you get all these younger guys in there. You know, Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray, he's another one. Josh Allen, he can't throw the ball very well, but he's athletic and he can run. Lamar Jackson just won the MVP, rushed for a thousand yards. You got to have an athletic quarterback nowadays for sure. That is true. That's the facts. No, without a doubt, just because play evolution, play recognition, stuff like that, it's all changed. Yeah, 100%. And I think the big thing that, you know, when we've kind of not spoken on it directly, but we've all kind of talked about it here, is when you're watching film and you're breaking stuff down, um, you know, numbers are one thing. Production is great. You're going to get production. But I think that CJ said it, you know, the quarterback play wasn't great at Florida, so Kyle Pitts isn't going to put up these monster numbers, but you can still see the talent that he had by the way he's, you know, running the routes, you know, you hit the hands, the high points, being able to outjump guys. It's really when it comes to like scouting and recruiting, and we've talked about this before on previous podcasts, it's really about athletic traits, right? You're you're scouting more athletic traits than you are production when it comes to the NFL draft. Exactly. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that also. I mean, production's the one thing, like you said, but if you can see on tape what they're doing, what they're going to look like, because, I mean, look at Mike Dana. His production's okay. It's not outstanding. He played at a smaller college for three years, and all of a sudden he's coming back through, and the Chiefs got high on him just because they really liked his work ethic on the field. They liked – 
how he played the game and they liked his fundamental base and they thought he could be a good fit for the team. So they said he'll fit in well here with his traits and skill set. And I think that Dana will probably end up being a guy who we get to see a little bit on the field this year. For sure. All right. Anybody got any last closing thoughts on the draft coming up? Any players you kind of want to mention or if there's anything else you want to talk about for the draft before we get out out of here? Yeah. um, So we're kind of starting here at uh, Arrowhead Live. We're starting a little bit of a draft project. Us and uh, another group of people or uh, another group of people, we're kind of working together to build up like a draft resume of all the players in the draft. So everyone kind of be looking out for that. I've already started tweeting some clips of everything that has to do there, but everyone take a look at it and uh, just keep on having a good time. What do you, uh, what do you got going CJ? Uh, Yeah, the same thing. I'm doing this podcast with you guys doing the aftermath with Grant and Christian. Uh, Yeah, but I'm definitely looking forward to breaking down some more guys. I got a lot of good running backs for next episode for sure to break down. I got a lot of guys I'm excited about. Outstanding. All right, Caleb, what do you got coming out? Any articles? Obviously, the GMKC. What are you talking about in that coming up? I got the uh, GMKC. I haven't really thought of a topic yet this week, so that's going to be something that I have to get back to everybody on. Um, I'm kind of thinking I might lean towards more like a, a Willie Gay-related thing or some uh, linebacker play, maybe like how the Chiefs scouted Willie Gay and kind of some of the things surrounding him. So I think that that's going to be a great piece to ride on. Uh, CJ, what do you got coming up, man? Oh, yeah, just working on the uh, the scouting draft with you guys, working on the aftermath, and then Coach's Corner, for real, just focus on breaking down more players, looking forward to looking at some more film. This this class, like Justin said, could, it's definitely talented. I know I feel like we say that every year, like the 2020 class was really good, but I truly believe this next this next receiver slash running back class, even quarterbacks could be better than what we just saw. Definitely quarterbacks, I think it could be definitely better as well. So it, it's, it's going to be a fun summer for sure. Hopefully we get football, knock on wood, but it, it should be a fun year for sure, absolutely. Absolutely. And you can be looking out. I got a couple articles coming out. I got the Power Rankings Digest every Wednesday. Um, I think this week we're going to take a look at ranking the quarterbacks in the NFL. So that'll be fun. Get a lot of fan bases fired up at me. Probably everyone up here in Buffalo when they see how low Josh Allen's going to be. Also got uh, some fantasy Uh football talk for the AFC West and some... uh, some of my favorite bets coming up for the this upcoming season. So be on the lookout for those at, towards the end of the week. Um, but you can find me on Twitter. I'm jdiz1617. Guys, always have fun here talking ball with everybody. Make sure you're uh, looking for all of our stuff coming out on Arrowhead Live. Uh, we have all the different podcasts coming through like CJ was mentioned. There's the aftermath. There's a, There's a ton that you can find. Please share it around. We appreciate you listening. If you have thoughts, if you have ideas, put them in the comments, retweet us, tweet at us, let us know, because we're here to talk football with you guys. Chiefs Kingdom, we love you, and we'll talk to you soon.